This is MMA Torch Editor Jamie Pennick, and this is the Torch Audio News Brief for Thursday, May 20th, 2010. Uh, Bellator 19 just finished up here. Um, well, it finished up for some of you earlier tonight, but uh, once again it was taped delayed here in the Twin Cities due to a Minnesota Twins game on Fox Sports Net. But uh, we had another enjoyable night of fights on our hands with the welterweight tournament finals, or semifinals, and then a super fight featuring Joe Soto and uh, former UFC fighter Diego Saraiva. Uh, we also got an undercard fight uh, from the uh, local feature fights on the preliminary card. Um, already Bellator has a one-up on strike force on that as two weeks in a row. We've seen some uh, local fighters get a bit of exposure on the uh, television portion of the card because they air uh, a fight if they have time. And uh, it's just something that uh, strike force does not do at this point. But onto the fights themselves. Dan Hornbuckle and Steve Carl was the first uh, featherweight or welterweight semifinal of the night. Um, they had a really cool story in the, the pre-fight with Hornbuckle at uh, his first fight for Bellator, meeting a, a, a young kid that uh, has, has a terminal illness, and he made the boys' night by uh, signing uh, a hat and giving it to him. And uh, it's just a really, really cool segment with uh, Hornbuckle getting choked up and talking about how you know he can retire after that because uh, uh, it was one of the more touching and memorable things that he's ever had happened. So it was just a really cool humanizing piece on Hornbuckle and makes him an even more likable fighter than he was before. And it just goes along with him being a, a, a very good fighter uh, in addition to being a, a good person there as well. And uh, he made quick work of Steve Carl in, in the semifinal fight as uh, Carl took him down. Uh, even, it's more him pulling guard and Carl getting him down. And then he continually worked for something and, and grabbed an arm and was able to uh, wrench the Kimura and... Um, spin him over and get on top and, and wrench the arm. It's a really nasty-looking submission, uh, but he defeated uh, Carl to move on to the welterweight finals. Uh, and he will face off against Ben Askren, who made it official after a, a controversial victory over Ryan Thomas in their first fight. Uh, he dominated him for three rounds with uh, position, taking him down almost at will, moving to side control, getting mount multiple times, uh, taking his back. Thomas just could not get out of uh, any of the positions, and uh, even when he had chances to, he went for uh, submission attempts of his own that were very low percentage attacks, and uh, Askren was able to get right back on top. Askren is very green. Uh, he was not able to finish the fight at all, despite having multiple uh, um, very advantageous positions um, in this fight, so uh, I think he's going to run into a lot of trouble against Dan Hornbuckle in the final, because uh, Hornbuckle doesn't mind working from his back, and even if um, Askren gets multiple takedowns and works from the top for a while, uh, he's going to find himself in a bad position um, with a submission attempt from Hornbuckle at some point in that fight, and Hornbuckle is going to have the advantage on the feet as well, so we should be in for an interesting finals fight in the welterweight division. Um, the Main event kind of came to a disappointing halt as Joe Soto opened up a nasty, nasty cut on Diego Saraiva at the end of the round. Um, it was an elbow that landed on the forehead and, and opened up a really big gash 
on Saraiva's forehead, and the doctor stopped it after the round. Um, so that's um, what we had on tap for Bellator. They showed a uh, local feature fight at, in the Bantamweight division. Uh, Johnny Bedford defeated Jared Lopez by TKO in the third round. Um, another decent fight and, a, and an enjoyable one on the uh, Fox Sports Net broadcast. But we've got uh, two more live events this week as Strike Force Challengers comes to showtime with Matt Lindlin in the uh, main event tomorrow night. And then the Moosin God of Martial Arts pay-per-view is tomorrow night as well. Um, Alvin Carter will be live at the event tomorrow to uh, give his report for the Tim Sylvia versus Marius Pujanowski uh, main event. Um, that one is on pay-per-view tomorrow night for those that want to uh, see that fight. It does have a very good women's fight on the undercard between uh, Roxanne Modafferi and uh, Tara La Rosa. That should be a very good women's fight. But other than that, unless you're uh, interested in the freak show Tim Sylvia Pujanowski fight, um, not a whole lot else on that uh, um, moose and pay per view. Um, some other Bellator news the Toby Amata Pat Curran lightweight final has been set. Bellator 22 on June 10th. It will main event that uh, show from the Seminole Hard Rock Casino Hotel in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, the two of them got to there with uh, um, Amato with two impressive submission victories, Kern with a knockout over Mike Ricci and an impressive uh, decision victory over Roger Huerta, which would be a very good lightweight final uh, on June 10th. Um, other news, the uh, UFC Fan Expo, uh, the second edition comes next week uh, before UFC 114 in Las Vegas, but a third edition of the Expo is coming this year, as they are bringing it to uh, the Heinz Convention Center in Boston, Massachusetts, not very far from the TD Garden in Boston on August 27th and 28th, coinciding with the UFC 118 pay-per-view on August uh, 28th. So, um, another chance for fans to check out uh, the, the Fan Expo for the UFC. The Ultimate Fighters 8th uh, episode dipped in uh, viewership this week. Um, Kind of a drastic drop from last week, losing 500,000 viewers on average, uh, brought in 1.3 million viewers. It was still the second highest draw for men 18 to 49 uh, in that time slot on cable, um, behind the NBA playoffs on TNT, as that is uh, nearing um, the finals for NBA. And uh, uh, well, it was a lower rated, uh, the lowest rated episode of the season. Next week should pick up greatly as we're finally going to see what took Tito Ortiz out of his fight with Chuck Liddell. Um, that was in the preview that we'll find out what happens there and um, why he had to pull out of that fight. Uh, also, it looked like we'll have another controversial finish with a riot on our hands. Other ratings information, um, Strike Force Heavy Artillery, uh, it actually peaked with 448,000 viewers. Um, a drastic uptick in, in viewership for the main event, um, almost 150,000 more viewers than the the average for the entire event. So better numbers overall, but still, um, you know, not a good rating for the event. It was the second lowest drawing uh, card on Showtime for Strike Force, but the fact that it peaked with uh, nearly 450,000 viewers is good for building the. Alistair Overeem Fedor fight for later this year because more people will have tuned in for it. Um, other Strike Force news: Vitor 
Vitor Shaolin Ribeiro is uh, his management is saying that they will be appealing his split decision loss to Lyle Fancy Pants Beer Bomb from the heavy artillery prelims from last weekend. Uh, that fight went up live on Strikeforce.com yesterday, and uh, I had this one as a draw. I could see an argument 29-28 for uh, Ribeiro, and it would be too terrible to give it to uh, Beer Bomb as well. It, it comes down to how you scored the first round. I thought they traded the, the second and third, and the first round I had as a 10-10, and it, there wasn't a whole lot of action going on with it. But uh, the two judges that scored a 30-27 for Beer Bomb, I'm not sure what fight they were watching because there's no way he won that second round. But it is what it is, and, and Ribeiro is not going to have any success in uh, um, appealing that decision. Um, finally, uh, WEC News, Cajun announcer Joe Martinez has left the WEC. Um, he announced earlier this week that he was leaving his duties on Twitter, but he um, expounded on that uh, by expanded on that um, talking to MMA Fighting saying that Golden Boy offered him a deal until 2011 that consists of roughly 98 fights. Uh, the WEC does not um, have that type of security. As they told him, they don't have any guarantee as to what's going to be happen- happening after t- 2010. Um, and they told him if, he ne- if they needed him that he'd have a contract, but he left because he uh, has a family. Um, he's got three kids and another baby on the way and had to look out for his family, so he has left them. Um, Finally, uh, take a look. Uh, I have an interview up on the main site with uh, the host of ESPN's Sports Science, formerly from uh, Fox Sports Net. Uh, his name is John Brankus, and uh, he's doing a segment on tonight's uh, MMA live show on ESPN2 where he got choked out by BJ Penn. It's actually the third time he's been choked out by an MMA fighter, as they did previous shows with Fedor Emelianenko and Gina Carano. Uh, but he said that uh, this episode features even more um, sensors, and uh, they, they went all out um, with trying to find out the definitive snapshot of what happens when someone is choked unconscious. So um, the interview was very interesting. He had a lot of interesting stuff to talk about um, in regards to the show and MMA fighters and all of that stuff. So definitely check that out on the main site. Um, that's all I've got for today. We'll be back tomorrow with more with uh, the Strike Force Challengers card and uh, the Moose and Pay-Per-View and everything heading into um, an off weekend for the UFC before we head into UFC 114 next weekend on Pay-Per-View. So thanks for listening in. Once again, this is Jamie Penick signing off.